Welcome back in Brady Farkas show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEV radio. Dot com. Lots to get to with our next guest, uh, but uh, before we get into the real meat and potatoes of the uh, topics at hand, I want to introduce our next guest. He's Matt Moore. He runs the influential and uh, important Twitter account at BTSHIC. It's kind of a compilation of all things Vermont, and he's a curator of all things Vermont uh, sports, especially history. Matt, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. I appreciate you being with me. I enjoyed your, you know, one of your more recent Twitter posts, which is kind of a curation of uh, Vermont people or people with Vermont ties who are going to the Winter Olympics right now. How did you decide that uh, kind of being the curator of Vermont athletics is something you wanted to do and were capable of doing? I'm just a nerd, so I mean, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's one of the the reasons. Um, you know, I always kind of had interest in trivia, you know, kind of trivia and tidbits and history sort of things um so uh yeah i've been compiling i mean i have you know lists of all time vermont uh, vermonters vermont coll collegiate summer and winter olympians um you know and a lot of that was born out of when you know summer and winter olympics were happening you're kind of like well who else has been there right mm -hmm. nobody has a list so it's kind of like all right well i'll make a list and i just have a back catalog of stuff that i <laughs> I just like getting into the weeds of things and researching. So, uh, you know, it is, it is just a side project, but, uh, you know, I enjoy sharing that information and I think a lot of pe other people do too, um, because it's pretty cool stuff. Well, it's a very cool Twitter account. Again, it's at BTSHIC. And, you know, the real reason that I wanted to have you on was to talk about something I know you are passionate about, something that a lot of our listeners are passionate about. Um, and it's the, the talk about, UVM switching conferences potentially. And, you know, I, I had this conversation a bunch on my previous radio show and I got tired of it too, in the same way that I think you get tired of engaging on it on social media. And I think two things can be true. I'll give you my point before I let you kind of run with it. I think two things can be true. I think Vermont should explore leaving the America East, but it also very well may be true that there is no better option for them than the America East. I think both things can be true. So I'll start. I think I've got some questions here that go in a logical and sequential way here that kind of build to all of our main points. So let me start here. The reports are out that Stony Brook is leaving the conference. And that's well out there now. And we know that Hartford is leaving because they're dropping out of Division One. So losing Stony Brook and Hartford, do you think that the America East is doing its job for Vermont? Is it now, you know, is it something that Vermont should be proud to be a part of at this point. Yes. And I think they, are, I think they still are. Um, I think first off, Vermont is a founding member of that league and that league has gone through a lot of changes. But more members have left that league than have stuck around. I believe it's Vermont, UNH and Maine, hmm. only three constants in that league. And, you know, from Vermont's standpoint, it meets every requirement that they want out of an athletic conference. They are in with peers in terms of geographically. Um, the eight remaining schools are major public research institutions, which that, you know, that factors in. You don't just plug and play a bunch of teams together in a league and say, well, you guys, you, you play sports now. You know, there's a lot, those decisions go into it. And they, the league, sponsors the sports that Vermont 
strives to be uh, relevant in, and that's basketball, soccer, and lacrosse. So from that standpoint, I think they're completely happy where they are. Um, and I don't, you know, you can talk about exploration. I only think exploration comes if there's an actual threat that they will, the league will drop under, I think it's six teams, which is where you would lose your auto bid. I think that's the only scenario in which Vermont goes, okay, maybe we need to look. But right now, I think they're completely content where they are. And, um, you know, from a league standpoint, yeah, you lost two members. Eight's not ideal. So you probably want to get back to nine or 10. And at this point, that's up to the league to go find one to two teams that can fill the gap. They've done it before. And I kind of like, I, my feeling is they will do it again and they will figure it out. It really stinks. Stony Brook left, but that's Stony Brook's decision. You know, Stony Brook decided that's what they wanted to do. And good luck to them. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, pie in the sky, the greatest thing in the world for them. I think they will just be kind of fighting for the middle in the colonial. That's a crowded league. Uh, it's more competitive than the America East is, especially in basketball. So, but that was where they felt they wanted to align. They wanted to align with schools south of Boston, right? And, um, yeah, you know, but I think, again, I think UVM's perfectly content with where they are. And I think there's something to be said about being the big fish in the small pond, especially for basketball, right? That, that, that does have its benefits. And um, I don't think seeking out uh, and trying to figure out a question that you might already, know, you probably already know the answer to is you have a good thing going. And then on the flip side, there's not going to be a lot of interest in Vermont from other leagues. It, is, your, I, is your biggest, um, is the thing you're most against about this because you just don't think that Vermont would be competitive athletically in a bigger league? Is it something financial based or is it just because they are a good fit where they are now? It's more the latter two, right? Um, they are a good fit where they are. And again, they've had no incentive to move in that respect. And then the financial component, and it also ties into geographically, right? We're not close to anything in Burlington. Yeah, you know, um, the if you're talking about leagues, like I know everyone likes to, let's just talk about like upgrade leagues, right? Yep. The Atlantic 10, you don't have the money to compete in that league. You know, Vermont's athletic budget um, is around 24, 23, 24 million dollars. All right. The average athletic budget in the A10 is about 33, 34 million. So unless you've got $10 million kicking around, which a school like Vermont in general does not have that kind of money, you're, you, ought, you will not compete in that league simply because you just don't have money. And that is important. And then obviously, you know, there's a travel component there. You're upping all your costs, right? The only schools you can probably bus to would be UMass, URI, and the Fordham. And I guess, but you know, you get, so then you got to fly to St. Louis, you got to fly to Charlotte, you got to fly all these different places. That's adding to your expenses. And it's not just the basketball team, right? You got to send the soccer team, you got to send the track and cross country teams. And then on the flip side of that, in terms of reciprocation, um, Vermont doesn't sponsor enough sports to get into those conferences, you know? 
they don't they don't play baseball. They don't have a tennis team. Um, things like that. Like the A10, if they went, if they sponsor, I think three or four of the eight sports that on the men's side that the A10 plays. That like unless so then you have to add. You probably would have to add the sport, and that's more money. Um, but in terms of thinking, you know, CAA, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, you're a better fit in that league in sense of like academic profiles, what your university profiles like. There's similar budgets around some schools, but none of those. I mean, five of those now, six of those schools were in your league, and they ditched you because. And I think a lot of it too is they go, oh, I don't want to drive to. We don't want to go to Burlington. You know, because it is, it's six and a half hours from Philadelphia, you know, it's five hours from New York and then all of Virginia. So you really kind of are stuck being in this Northern New England part. Cause you're, it kind of is like, if you're not on interstate 95, you know, from Boston to Washington, DC in that league, they're not going to be interested in you. Are you opposed to Vermont joining a largely private school league? Like the MAC gets brought up, the MAAC. Certainly regionally, it's a fit. Um, academically, and, you know, a lot of those schools are religious schools. So I certainly see where it's not, you know, ideal. But are you against something like that? I think the only way that happens is, again, if just things go completely kaput in the Americas. And I don't think I really, I mean, I would be against it simply in the sense, and I think institutionally Vermont's against it. Because I think, again, you're going from you are a public research institution. You have all the nice, um, you know, ratings and things like that. And you're set the seven other members in your school, in your league currently that remain have that. You're joining a, a conference which, um, you know, has about a third of your enrollment. Um, and outside of really Siena, you know, you are like... I think it's the underrated part is Vermont has like three or so trips under about three, four hours in their league. When all of a sudden you're driving down every single weekend to the New York metro area, more or less, and then a trip to Buffalo, right. For Canisius and Niagara, that's going to cost you. And again, from an athletic standpoint, no, because um, it's not just a basketball decision, right. America's soccer and, and uh, lacrosse are better than the Mac. Yes. So I, so why would you put your, I mean, you know, it's like, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd want to stay because that's, Hey, no, you know, our soccer league on a good year can be a two bid league. You know, I mean, just recently, you know, Vermont hasn't gotten to that level yet, but Vermont has won a first round game, but you know, UNH has been to the sweet 16 in the, college soccer thing twice umbc went to the uh final four you know you have that um with lacrosse it's uh you know losing stony brook on the women's side certainly hurts um but you know umbc has a, a solid lacrosse program uh albany obviously has been very good for many years and vermont's getting good and um i just think in that respect to the mac i would say no because with the sports you value, I don't think there's a similar, they're not on a similar wavelength. And I think, and then just institutionally, it's, it's, it's a dubious whether or not Vermont would feel those schools are their peers. They, uh, broadly, I think Fairfield, 
Marist and maybe like Quinnipiac, they would say, okay, you know, because those schools are, you know, they're academic peers. The rest, I mean, no offense to people who went there, but it's, and it doesn't mean like, again, I'm not trying to be like a snob about like where you go to college or whatever, but that's how these decisions are made because they're not just made by, from an athletic standpoint, you got college presidents, boards of trustees, all those guys involved, and they're going to look at that stuff because that stuff certainly matters to them, right? So, like I said at the beginning, two things can be true. I don't think that the America East right now is in a great spot, and I don't know that it's doing for Vermont, at least on the men's basketball side, what we would want it to do. There, we Our goal is for Vermont to get good enough and win a good league and win a good league tournament and get a 12 seed and pull an upset and make a Sweet 16 run. That's everyone's goal. With the way the America East is constructed right now, they're they could go 30 and four and they're headed for a 15 seed, you know, in the future if the league stays like it is. So I don't think that the league is necessarily doing what Vermont would want it to do for them. That said, I think you've raised a number of good points that bring me to my second point, which I said, you may not end up with a better fit out there and you may just kind of be stuck there, whether you want to be or not. So finally, how does the America East get better so that it can serve the goals that we would want it to? I mean, that, it, it, just in terms, purely in terms of basketball, I don't, that's on the other schools, right? If they want to spend money then on the sport and that's where they want to focus it, then you have to focus it there, you know? And to be perfectly honest, you know, Vermont's, to me, I kind of say like, you're right in the point of like, it's great to win the auto bid. Um, I think that, you know, I think, a lot of it too is the important part is you can go 15-1 and cover. And like you say, yeah, this year maybe you're looking at a 15 seed. But most years, they've been around that 12-13 mark. And the league has not been any better or worse than what it's been currently. So, um, and a lot of that is what Vermont can do in the outer conference, right? That that plays a part. Right. Um, but, you know, who knows? You know, who knows, right? The, the Americans has a new commissioner. So there might be some level of uh, incentive, I believe. I think I read his bio. He was with like the, uh, another league. I don't remember which one, Um, but they instituted a men's basketball incentive program where if you hit certain benchmarks, there's a fine there. There's a possible financial component for you. So if that's something a school like UMBC or, uh, you know, NJIT, whoever it might be, right? You know, they want to, they earn the league creates an initiative to earn incentives. That's a positive. Um, there are going to be a lot of changes in terms of how the payout goes for who the, what the league gets for um, your NCAA tournament shares, how that's distributed. Um, I think from a Vermont standpoint, it's like, look, you just got to keep doing what you have to do. And I, at a certain point, I always say, like, that's yes. The great goal would be to win another tournament game, do whatever. But, you know, I think the other thing too, is you got to get there back to back years. They haven't done that in a long time. Um, and I also am kind of like, you have to enjoy the ride for what it is. You know, we've been pretty lucky that for 20 some odd years, it's been a good ride and it might end, you know, it might end next year. Um, the reality of the situation is, 
where Vermont has always stood in the landscape is they're on the lowest rung of D1 and you just have to take the good with where you can get it athletically. And I know that's hard to hear, um, but it's, it's sort of true. And I don't know if that necessarily answers your question. I think it's just, it's complicated because Vermont can only control what they want to control in terms of where they put the value on what sports they want to value and where the money wants to go. They have no control over the fact that Maine clearly doesn't really care about men's basketball, right? Then that Maine is always going to kind of sit at the bottom of the league unless something changes for them. Um, but I think from, you know, from a standpoint of UVM, it's just, Hey, I, the America East is where we know we can strive to compete for conference championships, um, continue winning in basketball, keep making strides in, you know, soccer, lacrosse, um, and things like that. And, you know, you're in with the best match possible. You, you move somewhere else, you know, the Mac, you move there. You're not in with a great fit. You're, you're downgrading certain sports. Um, I know the other thing that gets brought up is the NEC. Well, the America East takes schools from the NEC. It's not the other way around. Yes. Right? I agree with that. So, um, you know, so you're not going there. And again, that's, just, that's another thing with the Mac, right? Like there's not an inst- They're closer. And, you know, there's some new England schools in there, but, they're not really a fit for you. Um, I think it's really hard to say. I think it's, I think there's a sort of a, there's sort of a disconnect between like a fan expectation of this is where that speaking specifically to men's basketball, this is where that program needs to be. And, you know, leveling that to what it is, is the best you get. Maybe you're going to get that special run. Right. I, I just think that, it's really challenging unless you're committing a lot more money, money that I don't think the university has nor is going to spend on athletics. And I would broadly agree with that assessment. Um, so, yeah, it, again, it's just you're a school in northern New England that just happened to get really great at basketball. Thanks to, you know, um, Tom Brennan and two special players, you know, more than two. But let's just everyone knows, too. Um and you've been able to sustain that for a very long time. And, you know, hey, unfortunately, this isn't European soccer, right? You don't get promoted. You don't get, you know, so you stick with where you're at and just enjoy the run because that's, that's kind of where it is. And yeah, you are. St- and I think, again, you're stuck simply because there's not reciprocal interest in you as a athletic profile um, because leagues could find you somewhere, you know, I'm rambling here, but the point is the bottom line is you think the best spot for them is the America East. Yes. So, and that they're not going to find interest elsewhere because of variety of factors, geography. Um, they're not really bringing, they have good programs, but they're not bringing a game changing program that's in terms of sports sponsorship, budget, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's just, they're where they're supposed to be. Matt Moore at VTSHIC on Twitter. Good follow. Go follow him there. And uh, the conversation continues. And I try to do it once a year. And this is that one time. And then we'll shelve it until next season, I'm sure. So I say Matt, we'll do it again. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if people bring it up, I talk what the people want. So, Matt, appreciate you. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep. Thank you.